Nephew community, and welcome to another episode of our Hot Topics in Nephrology podcast featuring Mark Newman. I'm Aaron Immel, a member of the Nephew Medical Science team, and we're always lucky to have Mark on uh, to share his expertise on the latest happenings in the kidney care space. Uh, we've got a really interesting episode today where Mark is going to be talking about uh, some union pushes for a new measure on the ballot in California on dialysis management. So today, this topic is going to be on this union back proposal. This is on the California ballot in November, and it's asking residents to support tougher requirements for dialysis operations. So Mark, have we seen a pro this proposal before or one like it by the unions? Yes. Yeah, uh, Aaron, the unions have been involved with this for a couple of years now. Um, you know, they clearly make, they make it clear that they are interested in unionizing um, dialysis workers in California. So there's, that's their MO. Um, but the fact of the matter is, like I said, that this is the second time in two years that they're asking California voters to make a, a determination on this, to decide whether these new regulations are needed for dialysis companies operating in the state. It's called Proposition 29. It's known as the Dialysis Clinic Requirement Initiative, and it's sponsored by the United Healthcare Workers West. Uh, it's the same organization, as we mentioned, that launched a similar ballot in the state in 2020, along with one in 2018 that called for limiting dialysis profits to 15% more than the cost of providing dialysis services. So they were gonna go in there and in essence, tell the for-profit companies like David and Fresenius how much they should be allowed to make. So in both cases, uh, they, were, they were defeated by voters. And you know, as we'll discuss, uh, I think that's more about uh, apathy and about not understanding dialysis. Okay. so. You know, coming back to, to the voters again this year with, with a, another measure on this, is this measure this time any different than in prior years? Yeah, there's, a, some, there's some minor changes to what they proposed before. Uh, this year's ballot proposition will require outpatient dialysis providers uh, in California uh, to do the following. One, have an on-site licensed medical professional, such as a nurse practitioner, physician assistant or a nephrologist to supervise all outpatient dialysis treatment. So if you have a nurse manager, it has to be somebody else beyond that. It's gotta be in essence, a clinical person uh, that's there all the time, every time um, there's a dialysis ship. Uh, the, superv the supervisor, whoever they select, would need six months of relevant experience in kidney care and telehealth would be allowed if there's a staffing shortage. So there could be somebody presiding over the clinic in a telehealth manner. Uh, on a sim uh, similar, matter, uh, similar measures, the union wanted only nephrologists to be on site. So that was the previous ballot where they were requiring nephrologists specifically. So here they're, they're, they're cutting back a little bit. They're allowing a nurse practitioner, they're allowing a PA. So that's one, one significant change uh, in an effort to get this passed. Uh, the other things that they would require under this uh, uh, ballot measure would be to provide a list of physicians who have ownership interest of 5% or more at the facility where the patients are receiving treatment. I think the indication there is they want the patients to know that if the physician has an investment interest in the facility, 
there, you know, you could argue that maybe there's a bit of a conflict there. Either way, this would require, you know, 5% or more, you'd have to let patients know about that. Uh, there, they would also require the facilities to report dialysis-related infections to the California Department of Public Health, uh, seek state approval in writing before, seek state approval in writing before closing or substantially reducing services at a dialysis facility. So if you're going to cut back on the number of stations or you're going to close your facility, you would have to let the state know ahead of time. And the last thing is accept all patients to a facility regardless of the source of payment. Um, in many cases, that's going to be Medicaid or Medi-Cal in this case, Medicare, obviously, private pay. Um, so that's not a very controversial issue. Um, I think, and the dialysis-related infections, that's something that we're, they already report to the CDC. So I think the major pieces of this are going to be physician ownership, um, certainly having somebody on staff there at all times, and then, of course, um, uh, letting the state know if they plan to close. Sure, sure. So definitely some uh, interesting measures here. Uh, sounds like it's really intended to improve access to care and, and have some sort of operational standard uh, and disclosures of, of conflicts of interest. So, you know, certainly understandable why people would want something like this. So what has led to the past failures at the ballot box for this group? Yeah, I think it's primarily voter indifference. Um, you know, this union had also attempted in a couple of other states to do something similar. Ohio, for example, uh, was a state that they looked at. Um, and in that particular case, um, and in all these cases, by the way, you know, they have to generate a certain number of, of registrations. Voters have to sign, in essence, a ballot uh, request. And those voters have to be, you know, legitimate and, and shown that they are voters in the state. And they've never had any problem with that. So they were pursuing this in both Arizona and in Ohio. And in essence, um, they couldn't get the support they wanted. So they, they basically dropped those. So California has been the focus for the last two or three years. I think part of the reason why this has not gone through you know, is voter indifference. I think many people do not understand dialysis care or have any personal experience with kidney failure. So some of these key provisions may seem uh, intuitive as we talked about earlier, but I think people often turn down voting for something they don't understand. You know, propositions on new school bonds or approving use of marijuana, for example, you know, those kinds of things impact people directly. Um, likewise, Proposition 29 has been the subject of several editorials written by newspapers around the state uh, saying these measures will not improve patient care. And in essence, that's why you should be voting for these things. Uh, union officials, as we mentioned earlier, have also acknowledged that their intent behind these propositions is ultimately to unionize dialysis clinic workers in the state. And they have done this for healthcare workers at California hospitals. So they're very, they're very powerful in the state. They see dialysis workers, in essence, as the next round of hopefully unionizing um, healthcare workers. So their, pledge, uh, that the, so their pledge is that these ballot propositions are about patient care, uh, but that is suspect in, in many regards because the failed 2002 ballot initiative by allowing dialysis facilities to use a nurse practitioner or physician assistant with relevant experience, as well as a nephrologist to be on site during patient treatment. So the question ultimately is, is this kind of supervision you know, actually needed? And, 
And you could argue, well, then you could argue that every state should have a similar provision. So I think there's some debate about that. And, and as we mentioned earlier, I think um, it's a, just a very, uh, it's just not the kind of healthcare uh, policy that general voters are interested in or have a general knowledge about. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so let's say this time around, the outcome is positive. So the ballot proposition passes. Uh, who's this really gonna impact? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, as we mentioned, they've been focused on dialysis workers. And in this particular case, uh, DaVita Kidney Care and Fresenius treat about 75% of the dialysis patients in California. And there's about 80,000 patients uh, who receive dialysis care. So dialysis providers, of course, are opposed to the measure and are spending and have been spending, you know, millions of dollars to defeat it. Uh, an organization called No on Prop 29, Stop Yet Another Dangerous Dialysis Proposition, has been funded by Fresenius DeVita and U.S. Renal Care. And it's the same group that was here last year when this was put on the ballot. And they said in a press release um, that the ballot measure will, quote, you know, will jeopardize access to care it worsen our healthcare provider shortage and increase healthcare costs for all Californians. Uh, you know, this provision, as we mentioned earlier, does allow for telehealth, but it also would in essence require, you know, hiring additional personnel. And this question is, you know, are there people available? Um, the, DeVita has contributed close to $25 million towards this organized opposition of Prop 29. And for saying this is to 12 million, uh, but the measure, uh, the measure is opposed, and the measure is opposed by the California Medical Association and the American Nurses Association, which have also opposed previous efforts. Um, the providers spent a lot more in the previous year. They spent 96.6 million to oppose Proposition 23, which was the version from last year, and then the failed 2020 ballot initiative, which was part of that, and then close to 100 million dollars to defeat it. So. There's a there's been a lot of money spent. In fact, every time we hear a quality report from Davida Fresenius, the issue of spending money on these ballot measures comes up. So it's a hot topic for them. Obviously, they don't want to um, you know have regulations passed that that uh, uh, control the management of their facilities. I mean, I think that's that's the key. Yeah, I mean, these measures certainly would impact uh, their operations and and. I could understand, you know, the, the business um, need to oppose these. So that, that is a major investment, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you have any other thoughts on, on what they're thinking here, too. Yeah, so they're trying to, you know, um, they're trying to accomplish really two things, I think. Uh, limit additional regulation. These are the providers. Um, they don't want anyone, anybody, they don't want the state, um, or certainly the union, to create new regulations that will require them to hire more staff and avoiding the union's efforts to organize um, workers. I mean, it's clear that that's what the union wants to do. And by fighting, it's clear that the providers don't want that to happen. So that's what, number one. Uh, and they may, see this, they may see this investment as part of their effort to maintain status quo in California, which is already heavily regulated. So, um, you know, any business, you know, shies away from more regulation. And um, as we mentioned, uh, that's a key part, I think. And their argument is that there are no indications that the quality of dialysis care that they offer in California uh, is lower than 
than where they provide in any other state. In other words, there haven't been any crises in California where they have had um, concerns about patient care. Uh, so it, the argument is, is there really a problem to begin with? And so I think we'll see in a few weeks. We'll see in November whether this passes. Um, if it does, it will certainly give the union more strength. And um, of course, these things take some time to, to be enacted. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if, like you said earlier, maybe it might pass this time. In the meantime, you know, there's still a, a very big lobbying effort by the providers to try to, uh, in essence, make sure it doesn't. So it's an interesting story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for those of you in California, you'll certainly want to keep an eye on this because this could impact you one way or the other. Uh, and, you know, perhaps if it passes, Mark, we can talk a little bit more about it yep. uh, and the fallout from it on a, on a future episode. So, uh, Mark, as always, great stuff. We appreciate you keeping us up to date. Thanks to everyone out there in the NEPHEW community for tuning in. And please stay tuned uh, for our future month episodes where we'll certainly have some more interesting topics to discuss. So you all have a wonderful day. 